And one of the major keys and one of the things that I always tell even the people I love and a client is that I would want a friend who defends me in public, critiques me in private, and doesn't discuss the critiques of me with anyone but me. I think that's kind of a bar. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of this pop-up podcast over the next six weeks called Unbothered. I am thrilled, but also a little bit nervous. Um, I haven't been in front of the camera in a long time, but I'm excited to build this out with you because this is your podcast, honestly. I'm just the host. Every week, I'm going to just put something out on Instagram, ask you all what you want to speak about, and you're going to be the ones in charge of this. I work for you pretty much. And so I know you're probably asking yourself, why did you name this Unbothered? And where have you been, Lauren? I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, it's a long story where I've been and I'll tell that soon, but I don't think that should be the first episode. I mean, I don't want to draw you guys in with a real sad story. I want to draw you in with some happiness, some wine, some good times. So you all picked the topic of friendship. But before we even get into our topic today, I'm going to kind of give you a brief explanation of why I named this podcast Unbothered. The reason I did is honestly because of my friends. So it's fitting that you all wanted to talk about friendship for the first episode, because honestly, you all tell me on a daily basis, Lauren, you're so unbothered. Lauren, you're so unbothered. And so I figured this would be a great title for the podcast and also something that I would love to share about how I got to that place because I have not always been that way. But one of the reasons why I don't take being unbothered as a criticism, but I receive it as a compliment is because you can trigger me once, maybe even two times and then three times it's really pushing it. But after the three strike rule, I really take it upon myself to get to the root as to why I'm triggered by people or circumstances or things that are going on in my life. And I really make it my life's mission to make sure that this does not control me because I know with emotions, they're warning signs. They inform us, but they definitely should not control us. And so with being unbothered, it's taking your power back. It's understanding that whatever emotion you're feeling, whether it's jealousy, whether it's sadness, whether it's even just being straight up mad, you know, like I tell myself, look, I don't like the fact that I get mad when this person enters the room. So I have to really figure out why I get mad, how I can change it and what's really going on. And so I've been doing that for 10, 15 plus years. And I can honestly say that it has drastically improved my life. Um, It's allowed me to not hold on to a lot of grudges or um, stress that's unnecessary for me to thrive. And so I really am um, excited to share some techniques that I've picked up. You know, my background is in child and family therapy and social work and currently life coaching. But it's not just what I give to clients or not just what I believe may work. But it's honestly, I'm just going to tell you stories that have worked for me, things that I know for a fact. You can maybe grab a little bit of a lesson from it. So let's dive in. Let's let's talk about friendship. But first, before we get started in talking about friendship versus fandom, which you all wanted to talk about, I'm going to pair every conversation with a beverage. And for those of you who don't know, I am a wine collector and curator, um, but I don't always want to drink wine. I drink teas and coffees um, and infuse some of my own waters as well. But for today's topic, we're talking about friendship especially with all the things that are going on in my life right now in my relationships, 
I have to take out the wine for this one. So the first conversation that we're going to have, I'm going to pair it with the wine that I'm going to show you all in a second. So what's unique about today's pairing is that it's a wine that is based in South Africa. The winemaker is from Zimbabwe, but he currently lives in South Africa and has been there for a long time. And it's called Kamusha which means home roots origin. And I figured this would be a great wine to pair because when you find a solid group of friends, it really does feel like home. So it's like a match made in heaven. And two, it's a hefty wine. So Pinotage is a wine that is based in South Africa as well. Um, and it was created there. And so if you have never had Pinotage before, it's really hard to explain the taste, but I will say that it's hefty. So if I get a little red throughout this podcast, just know that it's, I'm really feeling the roots. I'm really feeling the, the, the home um, seeping in. All right, so I got my wine, Kamusha Pinotage, year 2020 i'm excited to take my first sip yeah that's good that's a good one. Oh man okay the more i go through this podcast i might really start sharing some things i shouldn't share but i don't know you're like why is she swishing things around in her mouth we can honestly have a conversation about how to taste wine and really get the aromas and your palate to really understand what's happening and all the complexities but that's for another time all right, so I'm excited to talk about friendship only because what I actually need is what I'm going to give today. And that's what's unique about this podcast setup is that I'm always going to be talking about myself, not just talk about what you should do, but also just reminding myself what I need to do, because these are all things that we constantly deal with in our relationships and relationships are essentials. They're mandatory for you to live like an abundant even a fun life. And so I'm really excited to talk about this. So first, <laughs> I know you're probably like, why friendship? Why are we talking about this as the first topic? Well, you all chose it on Instagram. I made a poll. And if you haven't added me on Instagram, you should go ahead and do that because I'm going to do a poll every week and let you all choose the topic. So next week, we'll see what we'll talk about, but it's totally up to you. So there's three things that I'm going to cover today. The essence of friendship, the allure of fandom, and then just blurred lines. Because we all know that sometimes, just like in romantic relationships, it's just a big blurry line and you kind of don't know what it is um, or what to do about it. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we can even talk about a friendship with other people, however, we have to talk about are we even a friend to ourselves and are we a friend to the world? And so I kind of have it in three categories. And this is how I've always gone through life and what I would advise someone to do as well. To first focus on being a friend and loving yourself, then being a friend and loving all of those who come in contact with you. And once you do those two things, you really will be able to be a great friend to anyone who crosses your path. Until we're able to do that, we honestly just can't build or even maintain the relationships that we desire. An example of that is even keeping up a facade with different groups or even with yourself. You'll get exhausted. So pretty much you would just be a full time actor, just constantly saying, you know, with this group, I may be different when I'm alone, I identify as this or I want to do this or I see the world this way. But until you can be your authentic self with sincerity and honesty, it's going to be really hard. And you're going to find yourself being in relationships that are broken. But one of the main indicators of continuous broken relationships that happen perpetually is when you haven't dealt with your own authenticity and your own brokenness. 
So I challenge you to ask yourself, when I'm alone, do I accept and love myself? When I'm surrounded by strangers, do I love and accept myself? And when I'm with those who love me, do I even accept me? Because honestly, if the answer is no, you need to spend some time working on self-acceptance and self-love because that is the strongest foundation on which to build a lasting relationship. There's no stronger foundation than self-love. And until you learn to love yourself for who you actually are, it's going to be really difficult for you to have authentic and meaningful relationships if you yourself aren't authentic with yourself. Once you begin to love yourself and embrace that, you then have to ask yourself, am I a friend to the world? So you're a friend to yourself. Now, can I be a friend to the world? This means wherever you go, whoever you're with, they will see the authentic you. Um, I know for me, I'm always going to be generous. I'm always going to be very honest, even if it's brutal. And I'm always going to be a little bit sarcastic because that's just me. And so if someone were to be like, I didn't know Lauren was generous or I didn't know Lauren was, you know, really honest. That's problematic because I should present that way, regardless of who I am around. Because if you find yourself only having certain parts of you revealed, such as generosity, things that really make up the core of who you are around certain types of people, then you're being inauthentic. And so you want to make sure that you're being a friend to all people, all people who come in front of you, whether you're in a grocery store, whether you're volunteering at a homeless shelter, whether you're on the job, wherever you are, people should know you by who you actually are, not a facade. So once you love yourself and once you learn how to love and be a friend to the world, then you're ready to have a real friendship that will last. So those are the foundations that you have to build. It's worked for me, so maybe it'll work for you. All right. So how do you recognize who is a real friend and what does that even mean? Real friends don't come with a script. You could be your authentic self. You could be imperfect. You could be wild. You could be funny. You could be so many different things, so many different emotions, and they'll accept you for who and what you are. And one of the major keys and one of the things that I always tell even the people I love and a client is that I would want a friend who defends me in public, critiques me in private, and doesn't discuss the critiques of me with anyone but me. I think that's kind of a bar. Let me say it again. <laughs> Defend me in public, critique me in private, and don't discuss the critiques of me with anyone but me. When someone in your life has the courage to approach you and tell you something that's on their heart about you and there's someone you love and respect and cherish, don't take it too offensively. Criticism is not necessarily a bad thing, critique, especially when it's someone you love. So one thing I always tell myself is a friend will value my input. A fan will always value my output. And an acquaintance is confusing because they do both. <laughs> so when I say a friend will value your input, I mean, if you come to them honestly and authentically and you have something to say, they won't take it as harsh. They won't take it as, you know, you're trying to come for me or you're, you're mad at me or maybe you're being shady, but they really will embrace that input. A fan they really will love you for what you create, what you put out into the world, whether it may be music, art, business, um, whatever you do in the world. They're looking for the next thing that you put out so that they can cling to it. And a fan is not a bad thing at all. We'll get to that later. But I really believe that we should be fans of people and people should be fans of us. But you don't want to blur those lines too much. And an acquaintance is someone 
who sometimes they value your output, sometimes they value your input, but it's dependent upon the circumstance, depending on how they feel, depending on maybe, you know, if I feel like it, maybe if I'm at work and I just happen to need a relationship, maybe if I'm going through a hard time and I just need someone to talk to, it's very circumstantial. So in saying that, you must recognize the distinction between a friend, a fan, and an acquaintance. It'll save you a lot of heartache, and honestly, your expectations will change, so you won't be as upset. So I know you're like, you know, it's easy for me to spot who a friend is, who an acquaintance is, and who a fan is. Or maybe it's not. But I can say this. Where things get really blurry is when one person in the relationship is changing and evolving, and the other is not. This is something that happens to all of us. It's happening to me currently. It happens to me all of the time. When I feel like there's evolution and there's growth happening in my life and people freak out, they either go ghost or they go ham. <laughs> so it's, it's either one of the two. But if someone in your life isn't evolving and they're not understanding of your evolution, I must say this, get out. <laughs> like I've grown a lot um, in my faith um, in my relationship with God, in my mindset, um, in my career, in the choices that I make, even in my day to day life. And a lot of my relationships have fallen by the wayside. Well, maybe I won't say a lot. Um, and it's not in a depressing or demeaning way, but they've fallen, but just fallen in priority and in how I grant access. You don't necessarily have to change in how you show up for people, just in how much you show up for people. And so that's something that I've been working through is that who I am, the authentic me, the generous, the loving, the understanding, the sarcastic, the little bit mean <laughs> version of myself that I am to my friends, I will never snatch that away, but I'm only gonna grant you access when I feel like it or when I feel like it's necessary. So all I can see in my head is a big access granted or access denied. And sometimes it will be denied. The door is not closed. It's just a screen door. So you can look in, you can peek in, but you can't touch. And I have control over the access that I allow people to have of me. You don't all of a sudden have to start acting mean or being a little bit of a brat <laughs> around these people. It's just that in your relationships that aren't really growing or evolving alongside you and your personal path, you just have to be careful. And if you're not understanding of it or you're not willing to adapt, then if we're going two separate ways, I mean, I can run back sometimes and come see you. But for the most part, if you don't start walking that same path with me, whew, hate to say it, but you will get a little bit left behind. But I'll keep that screen door open, like I said earlier, so you can peep in, you can look in. But unless you're willing to kind of go along the same life path or trajectory that I'm going in my evolution, it's going to be really difficult for that relationship to maintain its essence and its truest form um, and how it got started in the first place. So I had a friend of mine who had a child and our relationship dynamic changed, not bad in a bad way whatsoever. But she did tell me this, Lauren, I need you. And I said, okay. <laughs> She's like, I understand you're busy, but I'm going to come to you. And what that taught me is that she didn't put a demand on my potential and say, I need you to do this or we won't be friends or I'm going to be mad. She said, I need you. You don't have to come to me. You don't have to buy me anything. You don't have to send me anything. I'm going to come to you and I just need who you are. And because of that, that has forever changed my view on relationships because of that one text message. She didn't expect me to do anything but be myself. 
And in that, if you're watching this, because if you are, you know who you are. That encounter really just shifted my whole perspective and my whole view on our relationship. There is nothing that she can do. There is nothing that she can say that will change the way I love her. Because she's one of the only people in my life. There are a couple of them. I have a solid group of girlfriends, thankfully. But she's one of the only people who didn't expect me to book a flight, to buy flowers, to write some extravagant letter. But she said, I'm going to come to you. And I just need you to be who you are. That's all I need you. That's all I need you to do. And in that, it showed me what relationship and what authentic friendship is all about. It's really just about showing up as our authentic selves for each other, no matter what. Man, I wasn't expecting to share such a vulnerable story, but I do think that there's some life lessons in that. And I do think that God allowed that to happen so that I could really look at every relationship in my life and ask myself, if I just show up and that's all I can offer, is it enough? And if the answer was yes, I went full force 1000% this past year for our relationship. And if the answer was no, our relationship changed. And I'm okay with it. Because at the end of the day, 10, 20, 30 years from now, if I can't just show up as myself, and if the people that I love can't just show up as themselves, and that's enough, I don't want to be exhausted with the fake games of maintaining or trying to maintain the idea of a friendship instead of an actual authentic friendship. I'm only human, and I do know that when someone is in a deep relationship with me, I give a lot. I give a lot of myself. I give a lot of finances. I get a lot of time. I give a lot of effort. Um, I lend an ear constantly and reciprocity isn't always realistic. But I have noticed that some people are just not capable of offering what you may need right now. And that's okay. Um, you know, you find what they can offer and you ask for it. So currently in my life, if I know I can't come to you for guidance or counsel, I don't get mad. I'll come to you for a coffee. I'll come to you for a good happy hour. I'll come to you for so many things that still make my world go round. So essentially you have to be able to differentiate your fun friends, your come up friends, and the friends who will help you get to the next level. And so for me, if I feel like I can't come to you for all things, it's okay. It's not a deal breaker, but I will make sure that I put that friend in the box where they belong so that I avoid, you know, confusion or being let down. Your friends may be equipped to love you, but some of them just aren't equipped to guide you. Let's just be real. Have you ever had amazing news that you wanted to share with someone and you were stressed just thinking about telling them because you know that they genuinely just can't be happy for you? or they'll be jealous, or they'll be asking you just a ton of questions that you don't feel like answering. It doesn't mean that they're not a good friend. It just means that that shouldn't be the friend that you call when you have really good news. Um, I mean, you may even have family like that. There are just some people who can't hear about your successes. They just have to find out when the rest of the world finds out. Just know what connects you to the friend in whom you love. So remember for friendship, it's who you are, and for fans, it's what you can produce. And in knowing what 
connects you, you also need to know what can be a disconnect. One of the red flags that I've noticed in some of the people in my life over the past few years is that when they have a new set of friends or no friends at all, don't be shocked when they switch up on you. I mean, they switch up on themselves and people all the time. So if you take that, it's probably a high chance, I'll say around 90%, that they'll end up doing it to you as well. So I've never looked at someone like, oh man, they make friends so quickly. They're friends with so many people. I look at the people who can maintain friendships and also the people who in hardship or through evolution, through big life decisions like marriage or having kids or divorce or through career changes, they're able to maintain relationships because maintenance is more of an indication of someone's character than someone who was able to just pick up more people as they progress through life. So even in knowing that, you just need to make sure you guard your heart by only allowing access to certain parts of you on your time, not theirs. I've had a lot of quick little romances that have popped up. I don't mean romance in like the relationship, but you know how they call it like a bromance. Do we have cismances? What are they even called for girls? Girlmance? I don't know. But I've had a couple of those pop up in my life where I'm like, man, we're hitting it off. Like I'll meet a group of girls at a concert at a happy hour. And I'm like, yes, like this, this is my tribe. Like I love these girls. But in that moment, I'm not like, okay, I'm going all in. Like let's exchange information. Let's um, you're invited to the cookout. I'm coming to Thanksgiving. Let's go on vacation. Like, no, 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 no. I've done that before. I've met people in my life who I've allowed in so quickly and I don't know where they are now. You have to see how people are in relationships with other people over multiple years before you can allow people in on information about you from years past. And what I mean by that is, until I can see the track record of how you show up in your relationships for a couple of years, or maybe even I'll say a solid year, I can't allow you into my space or allow you into my mind and into my heart because I don't know. It's t it's taking too much of a chance. And so I would even advise that with anyone in a romantic relationship, don't allow someone in completely until you see how they are with the people closest to them and to strangers around them. Because someone honestly can be an actor and pretend for a couple of months, but after about a year or so, you start to really see the authentic person. So I would say guard your heart and be careful. I need a sip after that. So why should we know the difference between friends and fans? You know, fandom is not bad at all, but it is entirely different. I know for me, I consider myself to be a fan of a lot of people in my life. I have a lot of mentors that I look up to, but I wouldn't consider them to be my friends. And I'm sure they don't consider me <laughs> to be their friend either. But there's one amazing woman that comes to mind. For the past couple of months, I've been meeting with a coach bi-weekly and a cohort of 20 plus women who are all entrepreneurs, all bosses, all beautiful, all just amazing. And I'm learning so much from these women, particularly the coach, but I wouldn't consider her to be my friend. The reason behind that is being a fan requires admiring from afar while being a friend involves embracing up close. So one sparkles with kind of like admiration and the other glows with unwavering love. So I admire a lot of people in my life, but the reason I admire them is because of their output, not who they are to me. 
without the output, if that makes sense. And so you want to make sure that you identify who is a fan of yours and who is a friend of yours. Having fans is not bad. I highly believe that being a fan of people is something that will set you apart. I personally call the people that I admire my board of advisors because there are some people that I may never meet in person, but I admire from afar and I'm a fan of. And because of that admiration, I was able to level up in business, level up in my mental health, level up in my physical health and my spiritual health in so many ways because of fandom. So fandom's not bad at all. So if someone's a fan of you, don't be like, oh, you're just a fan. No, 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 no. Fans are amazing. I'm a fan of so many people, probably a fan of someone who's even looking at this. And I hope that I have fans who are watching me right now. It's, it's not a bad thing whatsoever. We cheer on those that we admire from a distance and we're only given a window into what they want us to know about them. It's curated. You know, both fans and friends are fantastic. And someone may be a fan of yours while you think they are a friend, but your expectations just need to change when you identify who is what to you. Fans will expect to receive your brilliance while friends just want your authentic self. And that's enough. For the people who love what you create, what you do, what you put out, don't shoo them to the side and feel like they're less than because they're not. We all need fans and we all need to be fans of people. But for the people who love you for your authentic self and you actually feel comfortable being the real sincere version of yourself amongst these groups of people, hold on to them. Try your best to maintain a relationship. Even when your emotions get the best of you and you feel like they've let you down or that the relationship is evolving, it's okay to have conversations and redefine the relationship. I say that a lot to my friends in my life. There are friends who I consider to be my best friend for many years and we kind of had to redefine that relationship. It doesn't mean that the love has changed. It doesn't mean that I won't show up for these people, but it does mean that I have to redesign the relationship dynamic and that what I allow you to see, what I allow you to hear, or what I allow you to be a part of will shift. But in regards to my love for you, it will never shift. I've had someone look me dead in the face and tell me, you just don't love me for who I am. And I'll tell them, I love you for who you are, but I need you to love me for who I'm becoming. So if you take away anything from this conversation, I want you to understand that friendships and relationships are work, but they're worth it. And I highly believe that authentic friendship is a threefold gift. It starts with loving yourself, radiating kindness to the world and forming a genuine bond with someone that cannot break over stupid stuff. And when those three things come together, it forms such a strong foundation that can't be broken by things that are minuscule, by time, by distance, because it starts with self. It starts with how you show up in general to the world. And then that genuine bond that is formed is based off of who you are and your authentic self. It's not in what I can offer and what I can do. And even in how I show up, it's because of who I am at the core of myself. And when I love who I am, people will love me for who I am. But if you've taken away any sort of life coaching hack from our conversation today, I want you to take away this. When someone you consider to be a friend is unable to show up for you the way you need them to. Do not allow them to stop you from showing up for yourself, for the world, and even them.
Remember, you don't have to change how you show up, just how much. I loved our chat today. So this is me signing off and stay unbothered because I sure will. Love you guys. See you next week. So I just finished recording the first podcast and I didn't think about this, guys. If you know anything about me, if you've been a happy hour with me, you know I just get really red and really flushed when I drink wine, specifically red wine. And so throughout the podcast, I'm just getting redder and hotter and shinier. So excuse that. I didn't really think that all the way through. Make sure you all follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. I'm going to be posting polls every week on my story so that you can pick the next topic that I'll discuss. Man, this was intense. <laughs>